four days ago that I woke out of that last drunken stupor I inflicted on myself. I'm still having hot flushes and shivers thinking about it. You see them do it in movies and TV shows, but frankly, I don't know how people lose themselves in the bottle. It just doesn't work out very well. It was B who picked me up. I should have looked in my books for a spirit guide or something that looks like Beatrice. There's no way she could just be simple human. Not looking like she does, and not with a cool calm she approaches everything. It all seems so ordinary and matter-of-fact with her. I suspect it has to do with her time under the influence of the demon. Can't imagine that was a good time. Oh. Oh, God. <coughs> oh, I got to record this feeling. The future will need this as a warning to use in public service announcements on the dangers of drinking. I feel like a cat has puked in my mouth and then died. Oh, oh gross. Oh, it looks like the cat puked on the floor here too. Nope, that's mine. Now I've got to clean that up. Or just sleep in another room. I've only got a few days left in me anyway. Oh, I need something to get this taste out of my mouth. Coffee. That's the ticket. Oh, shouldn't move so fast. Feels like someone's knocking on my skull trying to get in. Hey, you there? Huh? B? Yeah, it's me. Oh, yeah, I can't deal with this now, but... Ha hang on. Let me, um... Just get, um... Oh, wait a sec. Oh, vomit. And I need clothes. Whoa. Are you okay? Yeah, just give me a moment longer. Coming. Coming. You look like a cat threw up in your mouth and then died. Yeah, yeah, thanks. That's exactly what I feel like. And you smell like... I'll just stop this recording. Do you record everything? Not everything, but yeah. You know, I started a while ago in an effort to... I guess keep track of myself. I didn't let her into my home. It was an absolute disaster in there. If anything, the puke hid the smell of old garbage and dirty dishes that had started their own society. We went to a cafe. Not one I'd been to before. It was further south, by the beach. I didn't realise how much I'd miss seeing her every day. Just her presence seemed to break the spell I was under. Or maybe I'd just purged myself enough. The effect was the same. The cafe we went to was quite new as part of a new development that has just opened up. There's been a lot of building work down south in Mandra. I think since the train line went in and the freeway was upgraded to be non-stop, 
Lots of Perth people realised there was affordable beachside property a relatively short ride from the city. Kids were playing in the playground just in front of the cafe. We sat at the back, out of the sun, which made my head throb. Away from the mother's group watching over their kids. If I opened a cafe in the suburbs, I would most certainly include a play area for kids and positively encourage mother's groups. There were probably about 10 mums and one dad all drinking a hot drink and most of them eating something. Okay, look, I'm just delaying. These next journals, they chronicle my recovery. Cleaning always takes so much longer than messing things up. B was right. I... Okay, I have to remember to journal like I'm explaining things to someone else, otherwise I'll be listening back to this in time and not remember what I was thinking. Ah, well, it it may well be someone else. We'll have to listen to this. So I'll start back a bit to give context. If I ever get the chance to hear this back, I'll need to know what's going on. So B came over this morning. I was a wreck, or at least I was more of a wreck than I am now. So we went out for breakfast and coffee. She was concerned about me because I hadn't been answering the phone and hadn't come into work. She'd asked the gang if they'd heard from me, but they hadn't, of course. Oh my god, breakfast was the best thing I'd eaten in ages. Actually, I think it's the only thing I'd eaten in ages. Well, the eggs, mushroom, beans, greens and sourdough absolutely hit the spot. I'm going back there again for sure. And nope, I won't use magic for a discount. Heck, I'd pay more for that food. In the calm and British way she does, B told me I was not thinking straight. I did make a sneaky little phone recording. Oh, pointless, weakling wretch. You are what you think you are. I'd have thought you'd figured that out by now. Shilpa... Shilpa is not human. I suspect she is a Rakshasa. They're expert manipulators. And use their illusion powers to manipulate and intimidate people into doing what they want. You know that for sure? I'm as sure as a person can be about a Rakshasa, or... More accurately, a Rakshasha. They probably have no true form, can assume any humanoid form they wish. She's been bullying you and using you to manipulate others. Oh, I don't know. The confident, strong man I met at the bookstore, and who saved that little girl, is the one that caught my eye. And the one I need to talk to now. Look, I don't know how she knew all of that nor how long she'd known. But hearing the words just shook me. I felt a shudder pass through me when she spoke about Shilpa. I don't think it was anything supernatural, just me coming to a sudden realisation. My brain must have squirted some serious hormones into my blood at the instant because everything changed. That's how your brain controls you, did you know? You, Venus... Tony, oh, hang on, I'll try to use her voice. You, you, and Venus, Tony, no, I can't do her voice in the slightest. This is Beatrice talking. You and Venus, Tony and John, you tracked and killed that ghoul. You saved Jennifer. How did you do that? 
Well, you know, back then I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I knew what was real. What... What is real? And... Oh, no, that's... <laughs> Seriously, I'm not going to try her voice again. What is real is what you make real to yourself. Your intention and the energy you feel as you follow your passion is real. At the launch, Shilpa is planning something terrible. I'm not sure exactly what, but she will kill you and eat your flesh. She might even feed it to the other workers. There's powerful magic in death and blood. Rakshasa, in particular, gain their strength from killing and from eating meat. What could I say to that? I don't think I'm supposed to say anything. I don't understand what she meant by not knowing what terrible things Shilpa was planning. Then, uh, simultaneously, she told me I'll be carved up and eaten. It threw me back to my thoughts and reality. It made me recall the power I felt sitting in the car with the others as we watched Jennifer return to her parents. Right then, there was nothing I couldn't achieve, and I knew what I had to do. I got sidetracked by Shilpa and the promise of power. The promise Shilpa made was, well, it was not real. The only power there was hers. So I left breakfast full of food and full of the strength of intent. I'm going to kill Shilpa or die fighting. It's quite likely since I have no idea what a Rakshasa is. I remember the name from... It was in one of my books and there was something about monkeys and... Apples? Hmm, I, I can't even remember if, if that was last night or the night before. The books. Oh, no! I, I sold them and their precious knowledge. I'm intent on finding Shilpa, but I don't even know what a Rakshasa is or what a Rakshasa does. I've looked on the internet and good old Wikipedia has an entry on them, but who knows how accurate that is. B says, though, Rakshasas are magical beings, they have mortal bodies, so all I have to do is kill her and I'm free. But she has powers of illusion and she's a master manipulator and if Wikipedia is to be believed, they are all born warriors created to fight in a war. The war is different depending on exactly what source you go to. Regardless, she's probably got some sweet ninja moves and bow staff skills. I have to recover the books. They have an account of someone fighting a Rakshasa, which would be more helpful than wiki entries that have probably been edited by the Rakshasa themselves. I'll call a meeting and reveal what's going on. My friends are in this too anyway. Shilpa has already threatened them, plus I need help. I called Venus first. I think I did that because I thought she'd go easiest on me. I'm not very perceptive when it comes to people. She tore me a new one and then kicked me fair in there. But, you know what? It actually felt good being told off. It was like I felt I needed someone to be angry at me. It was a, it was a catharsis. And after she'd finished yelling, I apologised and told her that we had to talk about Shilpa and the game launch. She was a little confused, but agreed and organised with Tony and John to meet at Capilano like we'd met the first time. The courtyard-style restaurant was fairly empty, as it was just after the lunch rush, 
The umbrella shelters through cool dark shade over the table in the back corner we favoured. The mural of Roman streets again gave the illusion that we were in some faraway place, and I really felt like I was walking to some new and unusual city. I've been told our bodies are a store of great wisdom if we just listen to them. I was feeling physically what was metaphorically happening in my life. A new page had turned and I was in alien territory. My mind hadn't caught up yet, but my body knew the truth of it. I should listen to my body more often. When we met under one of the large umbrella shelters, Tony shook my hand all serious-like, despite his somewhat whimsical 80s Euro-fashion hair and brilliant sun-yellow suit, but John just picked me up and gave me a great huge bear hug, squeezing the life out of me. felt so good to be accepted. I understand now that Shilpa had got me to isolate myself and, in so doing, remove my support and anchor into reality. These guys actually cared. Again, I felt it in my body and my mind slowly caught up, panting and blubbering. I told them about Heidi. Venus commiserated that it must be terrible to have lost my girlfriend like that. I never saw it. I never saw the Heidi Martin. I'll add the next journal entry now. Okay, here's the plan so far. I'm trying to hunt down the books. Maybe I can borrow them from the collector to read. John is getting an extra taser and pepper spray. We told him to just bring his gun, but as he tells it, handguns are highly restricted and his license only covers him while he's on official security duty that has been rated as requiring a gun. He could get a shotgun or hunting rifle if we had a couple of weeks to process the paperwork, but we don't. And a double barrel shotgun is way too big to use except when hunting. Same with a rifle. None of us are quite ready to break the law enough to get a sawed-off shotgun or modified rifle or stolen handgun, even if we knew where to get one. Uh, if you get caught with something like that, there's some pretty serious trouble. Oh, to top it off, if John did get his Glock checked out, he'd have to account for every shot he takes, even at the shooting range. So, he'll get us a taser and some pepper spray. You still need a security license to get a hold of that, but... They're not as restricted in the same way. Tony reckons he's got a protective amulet from his nonna. He's getting that. And Venus is acting as our comms officer, keeping us all up to date and in touch with each other. My first stop is the house I dropped the books off at. First thing in the morning, I'll go there. And nope, I'm not going to work tomorrow either. Feels good to have a plan and take action. I don't know what I'm going to do if the collector doesn't let me at least look at his books. I'd be willing to try magic. Ah, uh, maybe that's not a good idea. If this guy actually knows what those books are, then he might have a bit of magic on his own. Ah, crap. Why didn't I think of this before? I mean, who else would purposefully look for this sort of book? I remember that house I went to for the estate auction. It was full of creepy stuff and it felt wrong all over. And the estate agent... I. Well, I don't think he's alive anymore. Okay, well, I'll have to scope this guy's house out first and take care. I'm not really sure what exactly to look for, but I guess if I watch out for, well, um, anything that isn't 100% authentic, or anything that looks too good to be true, look, oh, I've got no clue. But I'll keep an eye out. Heck, 
I might be able to just knock on the door and ask if I could please borrow the books for a moment. Okay, I'm in front of the house. I decided I should get a look at it at night without so many people watching me watch the house. It's big. I think, what, maybe three stories? From the street, I can see two levels, but the driveway goes down and I... I know the canal frontage is lower than the road level, so I think... I think there's a third level down there. Man, this house would cost a pretty penny, that's for sure. The huge curtain wall windows, you know, like you see on shop fronts or, or coating skyscrapers, those, those alone would cost more than, well, more than the house I live in. Then there's the landscape garden, and there's a dock out the back, and no doubt a big power yacht tied up to it. That's the thing about Mandra. On one side, the inland side, there's state housing and cheap duplexes for pensioners. And down here in Hall's Head, there are man-made canals with mining millionaires' mansions. Basically, if you owned shares in a mine or exploration company, at the right time, you got rich and quick. I can't see down the driveway. It goes down into the dark. There may be a, a door down there controlled by a remote. I can't see any lights on in the windows, but they look like they're tinted, so I can't see if there are blackout curtains inside. There probably are. Maybe if I get a look from the canal side, I'd see a light or... Maybe no one is there now. For all I know, the books are just sitting in an empty house, waiting for the owner to come down on the weekend to go fishing. I've thought about trying to break in, but in all honesty, I don't really know how to break in, so I'd just be trying doors to see if they were unlocked and not alarmed. And then there's the issue of the owner. If he or she is connected to the supernatural or occult world, coming at night might be the worst thing I could do. I'll come back in the morning and knock on the door. Okay. Nice sunny day. No scary shadows about the place. I'm just an ordinary guy walking to an ordinary house. So I'm about to go up and ring the doorbell of the collector. I'll leave the phone on recording in my top pocket to catch what's going on. The audio saves to a cloud drive so even if my phone is broken or taken, the recording will survive. I might not, but the audio will. Nice. If only I could upload myself to the cloud, like a shining silver light spewing out of my belly. Nice plants, sort of a tropical look and feel. Popular around here. I think it's what people call Bali inspired. Seeing as it is generally cheaper to fly to Bali for a holiday than anywhere in Australia, most people go there. Not me. I'm actually from over east where people fly the land a long way silly bugger. That's New Zealand. For ski holidays or for extreme sports like making fun of the All Blacks. 
I should keep an eye out for anything unusual. What the hell is unusual anyway? Let's see, there's uh, lots of plants, stone paving path, curving around palms and broadleafed understory plants. I've said plants too many times. Look, I don't know what those things are called. Does dichondria sound right? I'm not a botanist. If there were computer components, sure, I'd have a chance. Okay. No markings or disturbances in the mulch. No markings or discoloration on the trees. It all looks spectacularly ordinary. <laughs> Holy crap! Crap, crap! What was that? What the hell happened? The house bloody exploded! I don't think the books are there. Or at least not in one piece anymore. Bees at my place. Or at least that's her car. Oh, yep, there she is. What brings her here? Oh, hi, B. What you up to? You look, uh, unhappy? Have you decided to fight against Chopin? Uh, yes, but I, I don't know how. I don't have the books anymore, and the collector I sold them to doesn't have them either. At least, if they did, they're up in flames now. You don't need the books. Rakshas are die like anyone else. Chopin must have the books now. She has to die. Uh, I guess we'll try our best. No, your best may not be enough. On launch night, I'll make sure you get a chance. I'll distract Shilpa, and when I do, you all need to be ready to strike. Ratchets are tough, but their bones break and they bleed just like humans. You shouldn't be there, B. This fire's likely to be... Uh, I don't know that I'll make it, but I need to know that you'll be okay. I'll be fine. I don't need your protection. What protection can you give me anyway? I'll make sure you get your chance. It's you who needs the help. And so I've got an inside man. For some reason, I'm not worried about B. There's something about her cool demeanor that tells me she'll be okay. I don't know what the distraction and opportunity will be, but I've got a taser, a telescopic baton, three good friends with the same, and not a lot to lose. I'm unsure that I'll get through this one, but if I can stop whatever Shilpa is trying to do, I think I'll die, well, not happy as such, but at least feeling that I have a purpose, which works just fine for me. I've told Venus, Tony, John about my journals, and about this podcast system I've set up. 
I'll be recording tonight's encounter straight to the cloud. If I don't make it, then one of the other guys will post my last entry. So don't be surprised if you've got a different, friendly narrator telling you these crazy stories. I hope they continue this after I'm gone. If I'm gone, no, I will survive. I've already survived and I've already won. I'm done with Shilpa and Gemworld. I think I've said that before. I'm done. Ah, one last thing. I do have the books back. I found the package a couple of hours ago. It was the mystery package delivered while I was ranting about the lack of angels. Was that irony? Just when I'm complaining there are so few symbols of good in the world, I get an unaddressed package dropped on my door and it just happens to have the books I had just sold. I donated that money the same day, just deposited it in my account and did a wire transfer direct to the charity. Was it B? Is she an angel? Sounds a little far-fetched. She's just brave and willing to help. I, I have to get ready. This is my exit plan. Thank you for listening. The next episode will come out at the same time next week. In that episode the narrator and his friends finally confront Shilpa but not everyone survives. Special thanks to Ellen O'Connor for voicing Beatrice Likefield. She's a champ, isn't she? If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends about it. For more information visit gravityundone.net.